So if you got your Bibles or your phone, um, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 2, verse 16 through 19. Listen, I only got three pages. Typically, I have five pages. So we we, we might be able to get through this super quick. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but Luke chapter 2, verse 16, it says this. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, they being the shepherds, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in the heart. I want to pray with you one more time and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for what today signifies, what it means. And God, I thank you for all my friends and family that are here this morning and those that are joining us online. God, I pray that, that this story of, of the birth of Jesus, that it would, it would do something in our hearts and our lives. God, we want to leave here changed, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said, amen. amen, amen. Hey, in the spirit of Christmas, um, do you have someone in your life that typically gives those gifts? Like, you know those gifts. Like, those gifts that, like, are offending, kind of, but they don't mean to offend you, or, or that those gifts that you're like, man, I dread getting a gift from this person because it's always something that I hate. Like, we all, I think we all have these people in our lives that give those gifts. In fact, in my life, I had someone uh, in my life that used to give me those gifts every year, um, at, at first, I started off excited about receiving those gifts from this person. And uh, the first time I got the gifts, and I, I was excited because I'm one of those. Actually, how many of you guys are just like you're horrible at faking your excitement and your appreciation? Come on. Yeah, that's me. Like, it's hard. I try. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> but they call me out it all the time. And so, like, I'm not good at it. Like, I try for the benefit of the gift giver. But your boy just is not very good at it. And so so th this first time I'm opening up the gift, right, and I'm excited, and I pull it out, and it's like this sweater that was like a color that does not go good with my skin tone. And, and not only that, it was like an extra small. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, and uh, the following year, this is no lie, the following year, like it was like the same person gave me the gift and I opened it up. I'm like, okay, maybe last year was a fluke. I opened it up. It was like 3X. And I'm like, holy smokes, like what is happening? <laughs> and so year after year, I'd be getting this gift, this gift from this person. And eventually I just began to, to just like, man, I'm not even going to get excited anymore. Like, it's not even worth it to, to, to be excited and to be let down. In fact, this one year, I saw the present from this person, and I was like, I'm just not even going to open it. And so, like, I put it, you guys have maybe have done this, so, like, you put it away, hide it, right? And so, like, I hit it, and I'm thinking, like, oh, this is good. And then someone's like, hey, you have another gift. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and so I got this gift and I opened it up. I was expecting it to be something I didn't want that didn't fit me. I opened it up and I was like, 
it was some, I'm not going to tell you what it is because this person might be watching online. And, 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 but I opened it up and I, and, I, and I was like, this is amazing. This is a great gift. And it really shocked me because I just wasn't expecting it. And here's why, why I tell you uh, this is like I almost, because of my familiarity with this person, like I almost missed out on the gift that they had for me. Like, I almost devalued what they had for me because I was familiar with who they were. Now, here's why I'm telling you this this morning is because I think that in the story that we read, that, that Pastor Paul read at the very, uh, during our worship time, but even the verses that I read now, like, I think it was very easy for this exact thing to take place in our text. Let me explain. We have this story of Mary and Joseph. And Mary, as we know, um, they had like they had a hard time with, with giving birth to Jesus. Like it was a long, long process. In fact, part of the, the, the complications of this, this, this parenting and this, this moment of them giving birth to Jesus is that they had no room at the end. Right. Like so they're 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 trying to find a place for Mary to have the baby. But like no one had room at the end. In fact, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are in for a treat this morning. We dug through the records, the archives. OK. And we found the actual uh, recording of, of, of the telephone call that took place between uh, between Joseph, Mary and the innkeeper, okay? <laughs> so they're gonna play it real quick and then I'll, I'm gonna come back on. Go ahead. Hey, babe. Hey, uh, Joe, I'm trying to check into the inn right now and do you know what they told me? They said they don't have a reservation. Impossible. Mary, let me talk to the manager. My husband would like to talk to you. Yeah, this is the manager. How can I help you? Hi, my wife uh, said you can't find our reservation. <laughs> what is the name under again, sir? Uh, it's Joe. Okay, I found you. Oh, thank God. But it's for next weekend, sir. Oh, sh I'm sorry, sir? Uh, nothing. Listen, my wife is doing any second now, and she's all about that natural home birth, which I don't really get. But we need a place, so please, do you have anything? Look, I am sorry, sir. There's nothing I can do for you. Have a great night. Here's the phone, ma'am. Uh, thank you. Hey, Joe, what did he say? So, Mary, we don't have a room, but don't worry about it. I have a plan. Two hours later. Come on, man. I just thanks for the production team that found it. Um, I want to apologize for Joseph's language. He was under a lot of stress. Okay. And um, but so so here here they are like they can't find a place for them to to have baby Jesus in. They finally, they finally find a barn, okay? And, and Mary has baby Jesus in a barn. Listen, I've, I, my wife has had three kids. After every single kid, she's exhausted. She's tired. I'm like, babe, we have people that want to see the babies. Like, send them away. And so here is Mary. She, 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 she has the baby. She's exhausted. She just had the baby in a barn. And all of a sudden, these shepherds decide it's a great idea to show up uninvited to where Mary's at. And they're like, Mary, did you know? Right? 
tell Mary the encounter that they had with the angels. They, they begin to tell Mary, like, hey, Mary, we just, we just saw angels. They just popped up, and they just begin to tell us about the Savior that was born. And we just, we just came all the way over here to come, to come see who this baby was. But here's what's interesting is that this might have been a revelation to the shepherds. The, the moment when the angels showed up on the scene, like this might have been something really, really just breathtaking to, to the shepherds. But can I propose to you that Mary was familiar with what they were telling her? Like Mary, Mary wasn't surprised when the shepherds began to tell her about the, the importance of, of this baby that she just birthed. See, because from the time Mary was little, because she was Jewish, she, she would have been familiar with the writings in the Hebrew, the Hebrew Bible about the Messiah coming. She, she would have known what the shepherds were saying. She, like it wasn't something that she was surprised about. In fact, she had the encounter with the angel Gabriel when Gabriel's like, hey, Mary, you're going to have the son and he's going to be the savior of the, of the world. Like she wasn't surprised by this. In fact, her cousin Elizabeth, when Mary went to go tell her cousin Elizabeth what was taking place, uh, the scripture says that Elizabeth was excited. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and she began to prophesy and sing over Mary's baby. Letting Mary know like, hey, the baby that you're holding, there's something valuable. He's the savior of the world. So when the shepherds came and were like, hey, Mary, like we just encountered this. Like Mary would have known. She would have knew. She would have known because her husband had an encounter with the angel. Remember Joseph, he, he was about to break it off with Mary because Mary one day came home and she's like, hey, I'm pregnant and it's God's, right? Like, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> like, <laughs> the test came back. You are not the father. Um, bad joke, John. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Joseph, like he was about to break it off with Mary and the angel appeared to Joseph and was like, Joseph, you're going to marry this girl. You're going to call this baby Jesus, and he's going to be the savior of the world. And so Joseph would have went and told Mary, Mary, I just had this encounter with this angel. And the reason why I'm telling you like this, this whole like story leading up to it is because it's important to understand that when the, she uh, the shepherds came and, and they told Mary about this, her response could have been, hey, guys, thanks for coming a little tired. It's a little random that you guys showed up here. <laughs> I don't even know you, right? Like, imagine that, moms. Anyways, so, like, I, and just and like, and she could have been, been like, drive safely. See you later. Like, what the shepherds told her because of her familiarity with with it could have gone in one ear and out the other, and yet. The text says in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, that she treasured what they said and she pondered it. 
Now, these two words are very unique because the word treasured in the Greek is a word suntereo, and it's to, it means to preserve something from perishing or becoming lost. So this idea of value, uh, the word pondered in the Greek is sumbalo, and it's to bring together in one's mind, to confer. So this idea of, of hearing something that means so much that you're replaying it over and over, like you're putting it together with the other pieces. And so, so Mary, when, when the shepherds are like, Mary, like I'm telling you this story, and Mary, she, she, the, the, the text says that she treasured it, and she pondered, like she valued what they said. Despite, of, despite how familiar she was with, with knowing about who her son was, despite her familiarity, the text says that she found so much value in it. So much value. that she was able to describe value and worth to something that could have easily been devalued. See, what Mary displayed is so important because it can literally change our life. Like, I wonder how many things in our life because of the familiarity we have with those things that we've neglected them, we've devalued them, and we left it on the table in the name of familiar because I'm familiar with it. See, if I'm not careful, if you are not careful, familiarity can become fatal because familiarity determines how you value something. Like we, we see this, uh, we see this just in life, like that car that you wanted, that job that you wanted. It had so much value right at the very beginning. And then over time, you drive the car long enough, you work at that job long enough, you become familiar with everything. What happens? It begins to lose value to you. Like we see this within the covenant of marriage. That guy that you liked so much in high school, college, that girl that you liked so much, like you're like, yo, and then it's, it's like at the very beginning, like there's so much value in this person. Like there's so much value that you're like, oh, like everything, like everything they say, your heart skips a beat. Everything they say, like you just become putty. And then over time, you become familiar with, with this person. You become familiar and what happens, we see a lot, we see this a lot, is that one of the spouse or, or both of them, they begin, because of familiarity, they begin to devalue that spouse, that person. Come on, if we're not careful, familiarity can become fatal. Because familiarity determines how we value things. Let's, this, this even can happen uh, when it comes to our spiritual walk with Jesus. See, some of you th this morning, as, as we sang these Christmas songs about a baby, and, 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 and we talked about baby Jesus in a manger and a Mary, like some of us in here, we've become so familiar with this story. Like it's begun to really lose its value. We're here because we're like, because we're kind of have to. It's Christmas. Everyone goes to church on Christmas or on Easter. 
And, and it's very easy to listen to the Christmas story and just think, man, I've heard this before. I get it. It's a shepherd. It's a barn, a nativity scene. My neighbor has one on their lawn. Like, I get it. Like, I know. <laughs> and like, it's very easy because we are familiar that we lose sight of the value. We become so familiar in this morning that I just want to remind you that, that this season that we're in, this story of this baby Jesus, like it's, 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 it's more than just about shepherds and a nativity scene, and it's more than just wise men, but it's about a God that values you and loves you so much that he was willing to send his son Jesus down here so that you can walk in purpose, you can walk in hope, you can walk in forgiveness, you can walk in joy. There's so much value in this story. As I wrap up, we can have the keys come up. What if Familiarity robs us of the value of who Jesus is and what he's done for you and, and for me. I want to read one more verse to you, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. And it says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called. Now, this is important. It's not just his name, but like he's also giving us the characteristics of who Jesus is. He said, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Excuse me. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Like, if I can get this right, if you can get this right, if we can have an attitude like Mary, where, where we don't devalue something because we're familiar with it, but if we can learn to treasure and ponder and remember the value of who Jesus is as we step into this new year. Friends, can I tell you that I believe that we, if we can do this, if we can have the right perspective of who Jesus is, the right value, a fresh perspective of Jesus, that it'll change our perspective with everything around us. That if I can see Jesus not in the sense of just religion, not in the sense of familiarity, not, not in the sense of just a, a, a Jesus on a cross hanging on my neck, but if I can get a fresh perspective of revelation of who Jesus is, it could forever change my life. It could forever change your life. See, because all of a sudden, Jesus is not just something that I'm familiar with, but I realize that Jesus, he's also, uh, he, he's wonderful. I realize that Jesus is not just 
some, some icon that I wear on a necklace, but he's my counselor. That, that when I have this correct perspective and I value and I value who Jesus is, I realize that he is he's my prince of peace. That he's my everlasting father. He's my mighty God. Like all of a sudden, when I realize who Jesus is, everything changes. This morning, there are definitely two groups in here. There's some of you in here this morning, and, and you would say that, John, like, I, I would identify as a Christian, as a Jesus follower. I, like, and, and I pursue this, this idea of having a fresh perspective of who Jesus is. And then there's some in here this morning who, who you, like, you made a decision to follow Christ, or, or excuse me, you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, or you have, and you kind of just found yourself walking away. Like you, like you, you just, like Christianity had become something just familiar with you. It's, it's, it, it became something that just, it wasn't fresh. It just, it became routine. And as you became more familiar with, with Jesus, as you, like it, you just, he, he's lost, Jesus has lost some of the value that he once had. And so this morning, I want to pray for, for you if you're here this morning and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Or maybe if you, if you have made a decision to follow Jesus and you kind of just have fallen away, like I want to give this opportunity to pray with you as well. And so if you can just do this with me, just bow your head, close your eyes. I believe wholeheartedly every single person sitting here this morning, every person that's watching online, it's not by accident. But it's for a purpose. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.